I had a dear sister contact me not too long ago and ask specifically about anxiety. She's battling with a lot of anxiety right now, as many people are uh, in this world. And she was asking what to do. So the first scripture that came to mind was Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. So let's take a look at that. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So let's start out with just that first verse. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. What does that mean? When I'm walking in the course of my day, I'm thanking Him. I am praising Him. Literally, with the steps that I take, if I'm going on a walk, or if I'm going just to walk to my car, or if I'm driving my car, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you for allowing me to wake up today and manifest your glory and your peace and your kingdom here on earth. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this opportunity. Lord, you are so great and so kind and so merciful. Thank you for your grace. Father, thank you for your peace. So I'm giving thanks to him. I'm rejoicing in his presence. My eyes don't leave the Lord. The minute that they do, I start falling prey to the enemy of this world. Now, the enemy wants to do a couple things. Number one, the enemy likes to look at your past and get you to look in your past. And that brings up guilt shame, and condemnation. All of those things are anti-gospel. If you start feeling those things, that is not who you are anymore. The enemy wants to tell you who you're not. While God says, no, I remember your sins no more. Because the blood of Jesus Christ has covered your sin. You are a new creation. Now, what does a new creation mean? Well, think of it this way. I had an old 2003 Honda Civic. It started rusting out and so on and so forth. But I was used to it. I loved sitting in it. The seat was tilted back exactly the way I wanted to. And the shifter was just, you know, right in this location here, right where the wheel is. The shifter was right there and so on and so forth. I knew where all the buttons were. What God does is, you are not an old car that God is restoring. No. That old car died on the cross. See, He took your place and died on the cross. He didn't die for you. He died as you. And then He gave you a divine nature and His mind, the mind of Christ. So that we can function as him. So he literally gives you the keys to a brand new 2020 
Toyota or Honda, whatever you, whatever you like, all right? He gives you a brand new car. The problem though is when you open that car and shut the door, the shifter isn't in this location anymore. It's down here or it's a button, all right? Starting your car. I remember going to my keys and, oh, wait, I don't have, I gotta just push a button, all right? So that's the part of renewing your mind that's so important. So that's why rejoicing in Him always, praying and never ceasing, those are things that you need to do to renew your mind, to get your eyes focused on Him. It's all intimacy. The closer you get to Him, the closer He gets to you. And then you start becoming what you're looking at. Of course, if you're not looking at Him, you're not going to know how to operate the car. And the great thing is, is he gives you a manual, a user's guide, a user's manual on how to operate this new car. That is your Bible. So then you know and you can discern the voice of the great shepherd and the voice of the enemy, the stranger's voice. So the enemy wants you to be focused on your past. Shame, guilt, condemnation. Those are anti-gospel. Because the gospel has set you free from that. And if you're feeling that, you say, get behind me, Satan. That is not who I am anymore. I am a new creation in him. I've been clothed with righteousness. I'm in right standing with the Father. The other thing the enemy likes to do, he likes you to get focused on the future. You start worrying about things that aren't even happening. And he gets you worried and concerned. Well, what if this happens? Well, what if this happens? Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my house. Oh my gosh, all of these things. They haven't even happened yet. But what's happened is you have left the present. You literally only exist in the present, right now, right here. This is what's tangible. Not only have you left the present, but you've left his presence. And your eyes are in the worries of the world versus fixated on him. So let's continue with the next scripture verse. It says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. This reasonableness, this word uh, in the Greek specifically means uh, graciousness and gentleness. So you show graciousness and it will be known to everyone. Something different about you. Just like Jesus, there was something different about him. It drew people in. People will be drawn to you because you are a light. You are the salt of the earth. A city set upon the hill. You will start drawing people to the very presence of God because that very presence of God lives in you. And it says, the Lord is at hand. Just like Jesus said, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's tangible. The Lord is at hand. He's tangible. How is he tangible? He lives in you and you abide in him, thus making him tangible right now. As long as you stay in the present and stay in his presence, your eyes focused on him and him alone. All the worries, all the stresses, all the anxiety, all of that leaves. And it says, do not be anxious about anything. Anything. This is anything. Not to worry about a thing. The Lord has got you. 
He's your rear guard. He's going to protect you. He is your strong like hold. Your strong, not stronghold. He's your strong fortress. He's your strong tower. But in everything, everything. Now see how it says everything. It says anything and everything. By prayer, prayer is talking to God. And in more importantly, listening to him. Staying quiet and resting in him. In his arms. And listening to him. And supplication. Now this supplication is you're asking questions. You're asking things of God. Lord, I just want to be made like you. Lord, I need help in this area of my life. Lord, I can't do anything apart from you. I need your help. My best prayer sometimes is just help. That's it. Just help. I'm like, why? My eyes then turn to him and I ask for help. And he's right there. He is right there. He's never left you. And then it also goes on to say, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You're thanking him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for making me new. And the peace of God, the peace of God is so important. The peace of God takes all anxiety out. Anxiety is darkness in you. And if your eyes are in on him, your whole body is filled with light. And then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. That is so amazing. It's the peace of God that protects you. It's the peace of God that will guard your heart and your mind from all those fiery arrows that the enemy throws. I pray that you seek him and him alone. And in that place, you will find him and in that place is peace. And then he becomes bigger and magnified to the point where all this other stuff is so small in comparison to him. He's got you. Do you trust him? Do you trust him with your life? So, um, what does this look like? My wife was pregnant in labor, actually. At about 1.45 p.m., she started having contractions. Now, this is my third child, and we still had two little ones, one of which was napping. And we had the whole plan, like, schemed out. We were like, this is how it's going to go. This is plan A, plan B. Well, plan A didn't work out. And plan B, unfortunately, that family that was going to, you know, babysit our kids, they left to go on vacation. So now we're stuck. And... You can see the slight concern on my wife's face, like we really do need to get to the hospital. The hospital was about 20, 25 minutes away. And plan A couldn't find uh, her keys. So then eventually, about 25, 30 minutes later, the help arrives and we, we take off. And at that point, I was still at peace. I wasn't worried because I know my God. And I know exactly what's going to happen. And I know that the Lord's got us. So I was perfectly calm. And I was calming. Um, even my wife knew. We both were on the same page. She was in labor. And it was, and it was getting intense for her. And uh, I always remember she turned to me and she looked and she's like, I give you permission to speed. 
<laughs> and so, of course, I did. There was not that much traffic. It was a Sunday. And we show up. Nobody's uh, in the hospital to check us in. So we are walking around, and I almost couldn't remember how to even get to where we needed to go. And um, sure enough, there was a nurse that ran me. He's like, oh, where are you going? Oh, that's where I'm going. I'm like, perfect. We went up the elevator. We got in. And then the next thing is they said is, well, you got to go back down inside. It's like, well, that's not happening. We're not going to go back down to sign in. And it's like, my wife's in labor. She literally is going to give birth any minute now. And they were like, okay, sure. Well, sure enough, the minute that she gets to the room, water breaks. And then the nurse is like, oh my gosh, you really are going to go into labor. We're like, yeah. But they, the thing is, is they're like, you didn't even look panicked. You, did, you, were, you were at peace. And we're like, well, we, we know who our God is. We knew we were going to make it here. So sure enough, my wife gives birth at about 3 o'clock. So you do the math. It only, we were only there for five minutes and she gave birth. It was amazing. And I were like, thank you, Lord. And we started giving him praise and thanks. So I pray all of you that the peace of God come upon you. Father, I thank you and I praise you for who you've created us to be. I thank you, Lord, that our eyes be on you and you alone, that we seek your face with everything that we are and we yield everything that we, we have. We give it to you. All of our stress, all of our anxiety, all of the issues that we have, Jesus has canceled all of those issues, all of those subscriptions, all of them. We just rest in Him and rest in His great promises that we not forget those. Thank you, Lord. If we are carrying anything, any burden, Lord, we lift our hands and give it to you. He wants to take all of that from you. And I thank you, Lord, that you are our King and our Savior. And we just keep giving you our attention and our lives to you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.